Great. Okay. So um, we're doing a sort of mini-series on prayer, um, and I was going to conclude it, um, but we've had to do a swap, which is fine. So I'm doing the last session today. And um, my, my title, I've, I've changed from that which was published, is Living in God's Presence. Living in God's Presence. We're doing this little mini-series um, on prayer because um, it sort of follows um, from our motto text for 2024, which comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And verses 17 to 18. Pray continually. Always be thankful. So you've taken various angles um, on prayer. An an, an endless subject will never exhaust it. And this morning, um, what I am saying is based on Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Verse 5 concludes with um, these four words. I'm going to read them and then I'm going to read um, the two verses that we're sort of centering on. But the first four words which come from um, verse 5 are actually really important to this morning. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love of these verses because of where they begin and where they end. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. The peace of God will keep you in Jesus Christ. And we, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Don't all of us have many reasons to be anxious about ourselves, our families, our friends, Neighbours, town, country, world. Well, these verses say there's no need to be anxious, ever. It's not prayer that removes anxiety. And brings peace. It's God's presence. 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit, made possible for everyone through the cross of the resurrected Christ. Prayer is the way to be in direct contact with the Father, through the Son, by the Holy Spirit. And prayer grows our awareness of God's presence and therefore of his peace. So firstly, God is never far from any of us. The psalmist says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I try, if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day. For darkness is as light to you. Jesus says to us, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Moses said to Joshua when he handed over leadership and Joshua was going to have to take the children of Israel into the promised land with all the enemies that were there. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes before you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And really nicely, the author of the letter to the Hebrews revises this verse for all of us. So the writer says, God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And I want us to note this morning that scripture tells us that this doesn't only apply to followers of Jesus Christ. Because, of course, we're being told that God is everywhere. And so Paul says, when he preaches to people of so many different religions and beliefs, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he gives everyone life and breath and everything else. He is not far from any one of us. And then he quotes a Cretan philosopher, Epimenides, for in him we live 
and move and have our being. We wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for God, says Paul to the gathered crowd. Well, I'm sure we all feel very distant from God at times. And it's such a wonderful thing that we have many examples of people in scripture who feel God's absence. And many of the Psalms express this from the heart. Quote many of them. Just open the Psalms and read and see how many Psalms show the psalmist crying out and saying, Where are you, God? Why? Why have you left me? When are you going to hear me? When am I going to sense your presence? But All of those verses which I brought to you quite deliberately so that they are scriptures and not just me speaking. All of those verses and many, many others in scripture assure us that God is near whatever we feel like. Indeed, if we have given our lives to him as most of us here this morning have, He's in us by his spirit. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And together we form the church of God, the body of Christ. What a wonderful thing. So I want to repeat, it's not prayer that dispels anxiety. It's awareness of God's presence, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Prayer is being in touch with God who is much closer to us than we often think. Prayer opens us up to him. It opens us up to the experience of his inexplicable Peace that comes and can come to us at all times, in all places, in all circumstances. And the more aware that we are of God's presence, the more we will pray in many different ways, in every and any situation. In which we find ourselves. And then we can enjoy this inexplicable, this beyond understanding peace and calm in the face of the greatest problems and difficulties. And you know, within our church life, we can see people as living examples of this calm and peace in all circumstances how often do we know of something really difficult and challenging that someone is going through 
And we watch with wonder and amazement at the sense of peace and calm that they are able to have as they face the difficulty. And there are so many within our own fellowship that are wonderful examples of this. So, praying in every situation. In Ephesians 6.18, Paul says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Pray. Pray in our own language. Whatever that is. We can use written prayers. We can use prayer books. We can use the scriptures. We can use the Psalms. We can pray extempore, you know, just words that we make up. The most frequent way in which we pray in our church tradition. We can pray alone. We can pray in pairs. We can pray in groups. We can pray in large numbers. We can pray in special places. We can pray everywhere and anywhere. We can pray in other languages. That's just so lovely. We had it today. I thought, yes, Daniela singing in Spanish at the keyboard. And so we're all worshipping in a different tongue. Praise God. So wonderful. Like those we have for whom English is a second language. There's several of us, aren't there? I mean, Raquel, we had Alem and, 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 and the others with, with her for, for quite a while, struggling with English. And we've got Daniela, who's here partly to learn to speak English. And um, it's just so lovely to have you with us and uh, struggling to understand our language doesn't matter what language we use and we can sense the fellowship in the spirit with people of different languages it's just a wonderful wonderful thing so we can pray in different languages and we do if we go to other countries and join um, Christian groups and sometimes we haven't a clue what's being said but we can sense the spirit and it's just amazing Many people pray in tongues and don't know what they're praying, but sense that release of the Spirit in worship or perhaps in intercession when words are beyond us. We can pray in sighs and groans. Paul says in Romans, the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. The scripture says that Jesus offered up prayers and petitions with cries and tears in Hebrews. We can pray in unspoken words in our minds. We can pray in our thoughts. I love to say thinking. 
can be praying. We can pray in silent meditation or contemplation. Just being in the presence of God. And in Isaiah the prophet, we can read about a time when a king had a really, really tough letter. And he didn't know what to do with it or how to respond. And he took it into God's presence and opened the letter in God's presence. I wonder how many of us have done that. I've sometimes done it. You get an email and you think, what do I do with this? Lord, look at this. What do I do with this? How do I handle this? I don't know how to respond. Just bring it to you, Lord. We communicate with those we are closest to without spoken words. Mothers and babies have to. We appreciate and enjoy the presence of those who we love in companionable silence. Too much talk can be annoying and overwhelming in family life. Will you just be quiet, we sometimes are saying to the children. (laughs) Being able to be in each other's presence without saying a word speaks of a rich, close relationship. It was funny this morning. I said something to, to Liz about this. And she said, um, she said, I don't know when you're going to eat today because Peter's coming. And, of course, Peter hasn't told us what time he's going to come. He could arrive at any time. That's not effective silent communication. I said, it's amazing how much that teaches us, isn't it? It teaches us how familiar Peter is with us. We know that he might turn up at any time. He's completely at ease and relaxed. He hasn't grown up in his relationship with his parents. He doesn't need to make a time, a set time. He knows he'll be welcome whenever he turns up. It tells us so much about him, about our knowledge of him and about his attitude towards us. And he's several miles away. At the moment. Prayer really is so much more than spoken words. And finally, this just feels so important to me. We must remind ourselves again and again that God's presence is not affected by our feelings. It just is not. 
Whatever we are feeling, God is present. It may seem as if he's as far away as can be, as if he's not even there. But God is present. God's presence isn't about atmosphere. It's not about the form of our worship. It's not about our music and how good or bad it is. It's not about the songs that we sing or don't sing. God is here. God is here because he is everywhere. Always. Even in earth's darkest places. Our salvation was won when the Son of God, the eternal word, suffering the cruelest of deaths, cried a God-forsaken cry. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When the Father, in his extreme love, suffered his son's death to bring redemption and healing to his broken world. And this sacrifice, this suffering of God, released the Spirit to bring us right into fellowship with the Godhead. Because I know God through the cross of the risen Christ, I know that he is present in our deepest suffering. I want to say, I know that he was present at Auschwitz and is with the suffering in all current conflicts in the world. I know that he is with us in our gutters as well as on our mountaintops. So let's become more aware of his presence. Let's be people who pray continually in all sorts of different ways because we know in our hearts and minds that he is with us wherever we are and then we will experience the peace of God which passes all understanding and keeps our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus we will the more experience his touch and his promptings and his leadings in our lives And we will change, becoming increasingly like our Saviour and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen.
just going to sing a song to reflect on that. of the Lord, the Holy One is here. 
of the Lord, the Holy One is here. Be still for the glory of the Lord is shining all around. He comes with holy fire, with splendor he is crowned. How awesome is the sight, our radiant King of light. Still for the glory of the Lord is shining all. 